I'm Tavis Smiley. That's the Godfather of Soul. James Brown, June is just about done with, but not quite. June, as you know, is Black Music Month, and every day this month we've been featuring the music of a particular iconic African-American artist. Uh, and today is a, a funky day in America, as I said earlier. We're going to spend the next hour talking about affirmative action, the gutting of affirmative action in college admissions in our next hour. Uh, and so who better to call up today uh, to be our artist in residence than James Brown? Uh, in this half hour, I'm pleased to welcome back to this program the sister CEO, as I call her, the CEO of the Los Angeles County Metropolitan Transportation Authority, better known as MTA or Metro. Uh, we'll talk about what's happening with Metro here in uh, the Los Angeles region. Uh, when I last saw Stephanie Wiggins face to face, we were opening up the K line uh, here right on Crenshaw uh, in uh, in South Los Angeles. And we just spent a half hour uh, in tribute to the late great mayor of this city, Tom Bradley, who 50 years ago this uh, year, this week, I should say, in fact, uh, July 1, 1973, was sworn in as the first African-American mayor of this city. And Stephanie Wiggins uh, has made her own history uh, as a black woman running this massive organization called Metro. Uh, Sister CEO Stephanie Wiggins, good to have you back on the program. How are you today? I'm feeling good, Tavis. Nice to be with you. It's nice to have you back on the program. Uh, as I said, when I last saw you, uh, we were uh, cutting the ribbon and opening up and celebrating the K-Line uh, coming right down Crenshaw by this station. The stop literally is just a block away from our front door. Um, are you happy with that? How's the K-Line working out before I move to other issues? Um, definitely uh, excited by it. And let me also lift up your acknowledgement of the incredible leadership and the force that was Mayor Tom Bradley. Um, I heard Mayor Villagosa say that he was a guiding light for the city, and he was also a guiding light for Metro and the rail renaissance that we are in the middle of now. And the K-Line is just one example of the vision that he had. You know, what, 50 years ago when he became mayor, he had the vision for what light rail could mean for our communities, what better quality bus service could mean for our communities, and we're so excited um, that we are now being able to realize his vision. You know, when he started, there were no light rail That's right. stations. Yeah. Today, we have 103. Mm-hmm. There were no rail lines. <laughs> um, you know, our bus service has grown, so um very delighted um, to really be a reflection of the vision that he articulated and the political will and championing that he did for service. And as a result, we are very delighted. Um, Last time I saw you at the K-Line opening, it has been very successful from our vantage point. Now, while the K-Line isn't fully opened, Mm -hmm. uh, we'll fully open it next year when the airport metro connector station opens, uh, which connects us to the people mover at the airport, which I know was also Mayor Bradley's vision. Um, We're we're delighted with what we're seeing. First of all, from a a public safety perspective, um, we've deployed new strategies. We have ambassadors. We're working with um, community-based organizations like Second Call to really reimagine public safety on that route. And, of course, the incredible artwork that Mm -hmm. reflects the input from the community um, is something that we're incredibly proud of, and it's really a precursor to what the community has in store next year when Destination Crenshaw opens up. Yeah. To your point about Tom Bradley's vision 50 years ago, it's clear that one has to have a a long view 
when it yeah. comes to transportation issues in any uh, city or sector. I want to come back to that long view in just a second, put a pin in that. But before I get to that, um, let me let me ask this question. And it, it may sound like a softball for you. Uh, it, it really isn't. Uh, I think people don't really focus enough on this in any city. Transportation is a critical issue to how that city functions and how that city moves. I think of the city of Chicago, for example. If you know Chicago, uh, the L only goes so far <laughs> into the city, right? It only goes so far down, and you know what I'm talking about. And for years, yeah. they've complained about why the L stops where it stops in Chicago, and there are all kinds of conversations around that uh, regarding economics, regarding race, but it stops at a particular point. And those of you from Chicago know exactly what I'm talking about. My point is that transportation is such a central issue to the way a city moves or does doesn't move as it were. I, I say that to ask how you would grade the city of Los Angeles addressing the issues of transportation that we have in this uh, uh, in this region. Well, we're very fortunate. Um, we're not where Chicago is and our East Coast um, sisters and brothers are in terms of the early investment they had in the 1900s of their rail infrastructure. But the residents of L.A. County have decided to tax themselves four times over the last few decades to really invest in a significant high-quality um, rail and bus infrastructure network. And so um, we are in the process of delivering on that. Uh, we are in the process of working with uh, the city to allow um, dedicated uh, bus lanes so that the bus service also speeds up as well. We're not where we want to be. Um, but um, as a global world-class city, we know that we're in the process of developing our world-class transit system. Yeah. Uh, let me just pivot and ask whether or not, before I get to the long view, whether or not our trains are safe here in L.A. And I ask that because, one, you're the, you're the CEO of Metro. Uh, but secondly, yeah. uh, we all have been uh, following and covering and talking about here at KBLA uh, the choking death of Jordan Neely on that subway in New York City. Uh, the whole nation uh, is is aware of that. Uh, thankfully, to my mind, uh, Daniel Penny has now been charged. He'll be tried in the choking death of this young brother, Jordan Neely. But it raises questions in New York and L.A. and beyond about whether everyday people are safe on uh, trains and other public transportation. Your thoughts about that issue, public safety here in Los Angeles? Sure. Well, overall, our metro system is safe. We are, though, actively addressing some trouble areas that we have, particularly on our subway system. Mm -hmm. um, we have seen an increase in um, drug-related use, and particularly on our subway system. And so we have been working, we have this drug-free campaign to really help address uh, trespassers and um, really reduce the amount of illegal narcotic activity going on in our system. Uh, we we have developed ambassadors um, to be more visible on our system, writing our rail system in particular. We continue to work with our local law enforcement to increase their visible presence on the system. And we ask our writers actually to report out on our Transit Watch app any issues that they may see occurring. And so we are beginning to see the results positively um, as a result of this additional effort and increased presence on our system, on our, on our train systems. But um, there's no doubt that we have challenges there. Part of it also has to do with the impact of the pandemic and how more people are able to work remotely. And so we're working to earn riders back on our system by 
improving our public safety initiatives. When we come forward uh, with uh, Stephanie Wiggins, the CEO of Metro, we'll get to that issue of uh, transportation uh, and the long view. Uh, you heard her mention moments ago that Tom Bradley had a view of this system 50 years ago. That's a half century, right? Uh, and we're just now getting to parts of what he had imagined um, uh, working our way out to the airport, even as that international terminal is named after Tom Bradley, the Tom Bradley International Terminal at LAX. Uh, I'm not naive in asking this question uh, when we come forward, but these projects take a long time. And don't I know, I'm sitting in a building right now on Crenshaw where I've been rocking for 10 years. We rock it in the front of the building because they uh, were putting in the train. We're rocking in the back of the building because they're doing destination Crenshaw. So uh, I've been rocking uh, for 10 plus years in this building. Literally, the building moves, the building shakes uh, because all of this uh, work is going on around us. To what end? We will talk about that when we come forward with Stephanie Wiggins on KBLA Talk 15. Stephanie Wiggins, as I said a moment ago, uh, I've been I've been shaking, uh, uh, shake, uh, rattle and roll, as they say, for a decade around here with all the construction. I ain't mad about it because uh, when I saw the K-Line open up, it, it made me smile and it made it all worthwhile. But these trans yeah. these uh, transportation issues do take a long time. So you got to have a long view from Tom Bradley until now. I guess the question is, yeah. to, to, to what end? Where are we headed with what you are doing at Metro? Well, let me. Let me just share that I think Mayor Bradley understood that rail is a force multiplier. So while these construction projects take a long time, during construction, it's generating jobs, mm -hmm. creating opportunities for the neighborhood, it's generating economic development, it's creating opportunities for small businesses, medium-sized and large. And when these rail projects are open, they're connecting communities. They're connecting people, connecting diversity, connecting businesses. And so, as I mentioned earlier, we're in the middle of that rail renaissance. Uh, we just opened the regional connector two weeks ago. Next year, airport metro connector. The year after that, purple line extension. We're eventually in time for the Olympics, which, again, the Mayor Bradley started in 84 mm -hmm. or hosted in 84. Uh, you'll be able to get from UCLA to downtown L.A. in 30 minutes. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So what we are trying to do is we're really trying to uh, create a network of rail and high-quality bus service so that you really will want to make Metro your first choice to get around town. You know, we've got soul-crushing traffic in Los Angeles, <laughs> so it takes a while to construct, and it's going to take real good, quality, seamless, safe, reliable, and clean transit infrastructure in order for you to think about Metro first before getting into that car. And that's the vision that we have, and that's the roadmap that we're on. For those who were around here in 84, they'll recall the Olympics as, I think, one of the greatest games ever, number one. Uh, mm -hmm. But more to the point, uh, given that we're talking to uh, the CEO of Metro, Tom Bradley and Peter Uberoth uh, did a really good job of scaring folk to death. And nobody <laughs> nobody got near cars for a couple of weeks. I mean, the traffic. I mean, the last I, I said this to somebody not long ago, Stephanie uh, Wiggins, that the, the only time that I can compare. And for those who've been in L.A. longer than me, you, you tell me if I'm right or wrong about this. After the pandemic or uh, during the pandemic, we were told to stay home. And we, I mean, we started to venture out. The freeways were just empty. L.A. was yes. like a ghost town uh, when we started to inch back out after the pandemic. The only time that I can think of comparable to that was during the 84 Olympics when nobody got near cars because they scared us about how horrible <laughs> the traffic, soul-crushing, to use your phrase, uh, <laughs> how bad it was going to be. 
at least this time, uh, that was 84. Next time around, yeah. we won't have to be so concerned about that because we do have ways to get around the city. So I, I, I say all that to ask how much better, how much easier, how much different transportation is going to be in these Olympics than it was in 84. It's going to be night and day. I mean, for the 84 Olympics, we only had our buses and borrowed buses um, to get people around. And so now we have our tremendous rail system. Uh, we have uh, Metrolink as well. And so, uh, and we now have our uh, dedicated bus lanes to speed up buses. Uh, we have active transportation. We've in- improved our bike lanes. We're going to make it so much easier to travel around for the games so that everyone can enjoy the games and not be scared off. Yep. That's my goal. It's, it's a big goal. When we come forward, our remaining moments with the CEO of Metro, Stephanie Wiggins, who you're listening to right now on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Tavis Smiley and Metro CEO Stephanie Wiggins on KBLA Talk 1580. Um, got the television on right about now in the studio, and uh, President Biden is addressing the nation right now. Uh, as we were told earlier this morning, he would on the issue of affirmative action in case you Uh, have not heard this morning. The Supreme Court has gutted affirmative action in college admissions. We will spend the next hour of this program with an all-star panel talking about that. We'll be joined by Judge uh, joined by Judge LaDoris Cordell, brilliant on these and any number of other issues. Uh, and uh, it's nice to have your own stable of brilliant black minds on a station like KBLA Talk 1580. We're going to tap into that stable with two of our own uh, talk show hosts, uh, brilliant in what they do, Dr. Tyrone Howard, uh, professor, of course, at UCLA and host of You Must Learn here on KBLA, will join us in the next hour. And our Chief National Political Affairs Analyst and the host of A More Perfect Union, Dr. Nicordelai Corte, will join us along with Judge Cordell in the next hour. So an all-star panel uh, talking about this decision by the Supreme Court. Uh, uh, 63 vote, no surprise there, 63 vote. Um, what does it mean? Um, what now? We'll talk about all of that in the next hour. But the president is addressing the country right now uh, from the White House on the issue of affirmative action and what the Supreme Court uh, did Uh, earlier this morning. Um, Speaking of diversity and inclusion, uh, uh, CEO Wiggins, um, talk to me. uh, I I assume you're going to have something to brag about in this regard. Let me just set you up for it. Um, Talk to me about diversity, about equity, about inclusion in the construction of all that you are doing at Metro. Well, thank you, Tavis, and I will be listening to your next hour because I'm really concerned about the ripple effects of this um, mm-hmm. Supreme Court decision on um, just what has been, we think, a model for the country and the transportation industry on diversity and inclusion in our construction program. Um, not only do we have a project labor agreement to, that makes sure that um, we have the contractor hire from the community in which the projects are being built, um, we, we through the federal government and their federal funding, require minority businesses to be hired on our construction projects. Um, we do a racial disparity study every few years that helps inform which um, racial categories that we want to make sure get uplifted and get access to the opportunities and the economic dollars that are generated by these. um, We define mega as billion-dollar-plus construction projects, Mm -hmm. and we've been very successful. In fact, uh, just last week, we shared with our board that our DBE participation, uh, the federal government titles it Disadvantaged Business 
uh, enterprise. Um, these are small minority uh, businesses. Um, their participation on our contracts that were awarded in the first six months of uh, the fiscal year are over 40 percent which is amazing. Our goal was 28%. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to do more of that. It's about um, creating generational wealth. Uh, we've been very proud of our record in that regard, and I'm very concerned about what the Supreme Court decision may mean. Yeah, I am as well, and you, you used the right phrase, uh, ripple effects. Uh, we will talk about this in our two Uh, It's important to underscore that this is a gutting of affirmative action in college admissions. That's the Mm -hmm. first step. Trust me, it ain't the last. Next, it'll be employment. Next, it will be contracting. Uh, They will do everything they can to keep bringing various cases. Uh, And as I say all the time, the Supreme Court chooses the cases it wants to hear. They choose what they want to hear. And trust me, in the years to come, they will find another case on affirmative action in employment or in contracting. Uh, And so they've done away with it in college admissions, but this ain't the end of this attack on this corrective program like uh, affirmative action. Let me close, uh, Madam CEO, by uh, saying a personal thank you uh, to you and to your team at Metro for, I think, one of the best ideas that Metro's ever come up with. And I can't recall the actual name of the fund. You'll know what I'm talking about. But for those of us who have been impacted, I was joking earlier, uh, not really joking, about all the shaking and the rattling and the rolling we've been doing for the last decade. But you all came on, you got, you all brought online, brought online that is, a brilliant program. Uh, that helped to restore um, uh, revenue to those of us on this yeah. line who have been impacted by all of this construction. Uh, we've had our bottom lines impacted. And so for my neighbors, uh, the, the, I'm, I'm next door to a veterinarian and myself and others in this neighborhood, right down Crenshaw, uh, we have benefited from at least getting some reimbursements um, from this program you established. And so I want to uh, say thank you for that and give you 45 seconds to brag about that program. Yes, the Business Interruption Fund. Yes, that's Thank it. you very that's it. much. That's it, yeah. Very excited about that program. It's unique. No one else in the country does it. We um, award um, up to $50,000 a year as a grant for any demonstrated lost revenue as a result of our construction activity. And we're very proud, uh, Tavis, that of all of the businesses along the K-Line in South L.A. that participated in the program, over 80% were still in business when we opened up 10 years later. And that's during a pandemic. So it would have even been higher. So we're very proud of that program, and it has expanded to all the major projects across L.A. County. Very excited for that. Thank you. It's a brilliant, brilliant stroke. No, let me thank you. Uh, To your point, nobody else in the country has done anything like it, and that is why we celebrate the sister CEO, uh, Stephanie uh, Stephanie Wiggins at Metro, for for bringing such brilliance to her position and looking out for the the least among us who are impacted uh, by these developments. Um, Stephanie Wiggins, good to have you back on. We'll do it again somewhere down the road. Pardon the pun, but thank you for your time. Thank you, Tavis. Appreciate you. All the best to you. Appreciate you more. Uh, Affirmative action on the docket when we come forward after news, traffic, and sports on KBLA Talk 15.